Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. Um, If you are a person who celebrates St. Patrick's Day, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Um, I wore a kind of green t-shirt today and that was the extent of my acknowledgement of the day. Although I went to Target today and almost no one had green on. So that was interesting. Um, I don't know. I think that's something that's just kind of being phased out, which is I'm okay with. Um, But yeah, so today was a pretty busy day. There was a lot happening um, in most of our countries. So we're uh, just one country didn't have any events today. So that's a good sign for this podcast at least. Um, and then it looks like maybe the rest of the week might be kind of quiet, but we will see how that goes down the road. Um, so with that, we are just going to jump right in to the Belgian Royal family. In Belgium today, you guys, there was so many, there were so many things, um, which I kind of love, but also like so many things. Um, so we're going to go, I, this is, I think in chronological order. Um, so first King Philippe held an audience. He held a couple of different like government audiences. Um, first with the minister for higher education, social promotion, university hospitals, youth aid, Justice Houses, Youth, Sports, and Promotion of Brussels. Can you imagine being that person? Like, you're in charge of all of those things. That's a lot. That is just so much. Um, So they met first, and then Philippe held an audience with the Minister for Education, Research, and Civil Education for the German-speaking community in Belgium. So I've talked about this a couple of times, but just a little small refresher. Belgium is, um, has three different, like, four different governments. They have, like, the federal government, and then they have regional government, but their regions are broken into what language, um, the community uses. Um, so French-speaking is Wallonian, um, Wallonia, Dutch-speaking is Flemish, um, and there is a German-speaking community as well. So there are three official languages in Belgium, um, all of which have their own government and governing body. So that's something that's always interesting um, and something that's a little different than all the other countries I talk about. So I always like to bring that up. Um, so that was his government stuff. And then next he had Um, He actually held an event outside the palace, which I'm loving. Um, So he visited the Beaux-Arts Center for Fine Arts, um, which is doing an art exhibit on a 20th century artist from Brussels. Um, And so this was obviously just in continued support of the arts throughout Belgium. 
Um, and then that brings us to Queen Matilde's event for the day. Um, so she held a video conference with representatives from different mental health agencies that work with the refugee population in Belgium. And they were specifically talking about the impact of COVID-19 on the mental health of refugees. Um, so we have talked about this over and over and over again. Um, and very specifically in relation to Queen Matilde, who does a lot of work around mental health and bullying and also um, pre-pandemic, I think could have been interesting to see her work around refugees. So I know she did a couple, at least one engagement um, in early 2020 uh, focused on younger refugees from, I believe they were from Syria. Um, like I said, this was February of 2020, so over a year ago at this point. Um, and so I think there was some work there that she had been doing um, but because I wasn't following the Belgian Royals before January of last year, I just don't really know for sure. Um, but this kind of involves all of the fields that she really dives, um, does deep, like does a lot of deep work with. Um, and I think that's just, of course, incredibly important. So that is kind of the day in Belgium. I know I went through all of that really fast, but when there's four events, like... None of it is really, you can't really go in depth on any of it. Um, so I don't know. It was just an interesting kind of day in Belgium. So many different things going on. Um, but yeah, that was it for Belgium. So now let's go ahead and move on to the UK. In the UK, I was very surprised about the limited number of like public facing events today um, because it's St. Patrick's Day. And so I understand that Ireland is not part of the UK, but like they do have a close is maybe not the right word. Um, I'll say close, but like it's a very new wonderful relationship that has formed after many years of conflict. Um, and so I was very surprised that there wasn't like a whole lot of, um, mention. So there was a little bit yesterday, but then a lot of today was pretty quiet on that end. Um, so the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were the only ones who made an appearance about St. Patrick's Day. Um, and they took part in a video that was released by the, um, Ireland's foreign ministry of different countries. So I believe it ended up being like the countries with the highest amount of um, Irish immigration. Um, and so different world leaders, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, sent a video message um, just wishing everyone a happy St. Patrick's Day. So starting off the message was like, it, there was President Biden, um, then the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, then Justin Trudeau from Canada, 
um, the Norwegian Prime Minister, the Australian and New Zealand Prime Ministers, um, which, side note, I think I've said this before, but, like, Jacinda Ardern is, like, my favorite human alive, and I was very happy to see her in this video, um, because she's just a kick-butt Prime Minister, and I love her, and, um, someone from the Japanese royal family, and again, this is something I don't talk about the Japanese imperial family very often, um, actually never, however, um, at some point probably in August, possibly, I will be doing maybe a like weekly kind of bonus of royal families that I don't talk about and then going into a little bit more of a deep dive on them. Um, so I'm not sure when that would, would happen. It's definitely, it's something that I played around with doing, um, last summer, but never did just because of timing. Um, so we'll see if it can happen this year. Um, but yeah, so that was the public facing event. So now we are going to take a peek at the court circular. Um, and then hopefully my dinner will be here soon. Because I ordered dinner like an hour ago and it's still not here. Makes me sad. I want my food. Um, okay, so looking up the court circular from March 17th. Uh, it was Wednesday, which means Queen Elizabeth and Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of the UK, had their weekly audience, which is, of course, being held over telephone. And then we have the Duke of, uh, the Duke of Cambridge's calls to NHS staff about the vaccine. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven uh phone calls uh related to NHS and um or maybe just okay six phone calls and then he also had a video message with um Belfast Health which is in Ireland um and then maybe Belfast is in Northern Ireland I'm not going to make a determination. I apologize. Um, and then also in Kensington Palace, the Duchess of Cambridge uh, held an early years meeting. So that is what was going on from the UK today. And now we are going to move on to Denmark. Denmark, there was just one event, and this event is always uh, kind of confusing to talk about because, well, one, it happens a couple times a year, so I've talked about it now. I think this is the fourth one of these that I have talked about, um, and I always try and, like, explain it, and I, at this point, like, I understand it enough. Um, today, I really thought that there might have been video from it because there was such good press coverage, and there still wasn't video, so, like, 
I still don't know, understand how this works. Um, I'm trying, but like because of COVID restrictions, there's just not video anything. So uh, today, Queen Margrethe took part in the Queen's Clock Parade, uh, which is basically a review of the Royal Guard, which is the military regimen that um, stands guard at the at the palaces and protects, therefore, the Queen. Um, and every six months, I guess, they do this uh, watch parade. And for a six-month period, the Royal Guard members choose the superior um, officer who is then given a watch from the Queen. And I'm sure it is a fancy watch. I don't really understand, though. Um, and so today was the first time that it had really been um, that I have watched it, that it has been a little more public, but it still, like, it still wasn't because we're living in COVID world, but it was more public than it had been. And, um, I thought I was going to get some video of, like, how it went, but the one source that I know to use for, um, the Danish royal family had no video. They had a really good article on it, but no video, and they used, um, the Danish Royal House's photos from the event. So I just don't think there was press allowed. Um, so at this point now, it's just a matter of like, well, I know what's happening. I've explained to you what's happening. I just would like to see how this plays out. And I swear the only way I'm going to be able to see this thing is by going to Denmark. I'm not going to Denmark anytime soon. Um, the next place is the UK. And that's in a year, over a year. Um, but yeah, so that is the Queen's Clock Parade. Um, I was trying to maybe get a feel for when it would happen, but that wasn't, like, when it happens, if it is every six months or if it's actually supposed to be more frequent. Um, but yeah, I just... I don't know. It's it's an interesting event that I wish I understood more about, and I'm sure I could do a lot more research. But I find that the best way to do that is by typing it in Danish, and I don't I don't have the capability to even like type in Danish. So I can when I'm looking up things for like the Spanish royal family or the Dutch royal family, I can kind of type what I need. Um in the language and be able to then use Google Translate for articles and stuff and such, but it doesn't always work in Danish because it doesn't seem like there's a huge market out there for Danish press. If anyone knows of ways, different ways to follow like quote unquote tabloids in Denmark where I could maybe get a good feel for like the royal family and how they're followed, that would be awesome. Um, but until then, this is where we're at. So that's what was going on in Denmark. And now we're going to take a quick jaunt to the Netherlands.
the Netherlands today. Um, if you guys remember yesterday, I was very excited because there was an event happening today. Um, and if you've been listening to this podcast, you might have been able to guess. Um, but King Willem Alexander today received new ambassadors. Um, and this is just like my favorite kind of event right now um, in the year of a pandemic because not a lot of other things can happen um, that are the regalness of um, royalty, like the thing that makes them royal. Um, like state visits can't happen. Tiara events can't happen. Full regalia just doesn't happen right now. Um, and so this is like a thing that is different because it can still happen. And so I think that's why it became so quickly, like one of my favorite things. Um, although I will say like in a week, we'll be talking about a state visit. So that's exciting. Um, but anyway, Today, King Willem Alexander received credentials from the ambassadors to the Netherlands from India, Bulgaria, and the Dominican Republic. So I have noticed that Willem Alexander does like three countries at a time. He doesn't usually do more than that when he receives ambassadors. I don't know if that's a pandemic thing or if that's kind of the way it's always been. Um, Because by the time I learned where these things were, were the pandemic was full-fledged by that point um so it's it's interesting um but I always like to compare these apples to apples events um because they don't happen that often but when they do um I don't know it's just different ways to compare you know like when King Felipe or King Carl Gustav in Spain and Sweden um receive ambassadors there and King Philippe of Belgium, they are in their like military dress. However, when King Willem Alexander does, um, he's just in a morning suit, which is, um, uh, the long tailed coat. Um, and it's very, it's more casual, but again, I don't know if it's always been that way or if that's just the way it's being done in the pandemic world. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's fun for me to compare those things. Um, and we don't have a lot of other quote unquote royal events happening right now. I mean, I, I understand there are a lot of like working engagements, but not like the thing that sets royalty apart from a politician. Like those aren't happening right now. Um, so it's just fun when they do to talk about and compare, um, and look at the pictures because there's not much else happening. (laughs) Um, so anyway, that's what was going on in the Netherlands today. Also, I think today was the last day for their election. So, um, like I said, if, if King Willem Alexander is involved, I will definitely talk about it, but I don't, I don't know what his involvement is, um, in terms of like the Dutch constitution, what the King is responsible for in those moments. So, um, but we'll see over the next week what, what cons- what transpires from the Dutch elections and King Willem Alexander's role. Um, so yeah, that is what is going on in the Netherlands. We are skipping Norway because there were no events there today. Um, and we are now going to go ahead and move on to Spain.
in what is, to my understanding, the last event for the week for the Spanish royals. Um, today, Queen Letizia took part in the announcement for the 2021 Princess of Girona Award in the category of business. Um, so we talked about this probably two weeks ago now, kind of what the Princess of Girona Foundation does and the awards that go along with that. Um, and so this ceremony, this event was a little bit different than the last one. So the last one was held completely virtually. Um, and today it was held in, uh, Toledo, which is in, uh, Castilla, Castilla-La Mancha, I think, um, and so it was held in person, and that was a little bit different. Um, they did, they always do at these events, um, these challenges where they try and solve a problem. Um, so that was kind of taking place, but in a much smaller group setting. Um, I think there was some more participation online for things like that, but it was um, more in person, a little more similar to what we've seen in the past from the Princess of Girona Foundation in terms of the announcement events that they hold. Um, I don't know, it, it was, I was surprised that they went back to that format so quickly, especially after doing the completely virtually one, virtual one, which I personally enjoyed a little bit more than I did this one, I'm not gonna lie. Um, like having watched both of them basically live, I truly enjoyed this one more, or the virtual one completely more than I did this one because it was more interactive, um, which I appreciated. And, um, but anyway, so basically what happens, the trail of events here is um, the, whoever, the member of the royal family uh, that is supporting the event, so in this case, Queen Letizia will arrive with government officials. They start out by visiting the challenges area where a group of um, younger people are trying to figure out um, solutions to some of Earth, the world's problems, um, and they always come up with really great things. Um, and then Letizia will sit in on the jury meeting where they're making the final decision for the winner, um, and then they'll go into the actual like ceremony where they name the winner. Um, so this year, the winner was Lucia uh, Goy. Guy, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, but she is a young founding partner of the attorney of the law firm um, Goy Gentile, um, which it seems like they have done a lot of work, um, humanitarian work, from the quick Google search I did of her. Um, and so that is very, um, very awesome. And yeah, so that is what was going on in Spain. It was a really cool event, but like I said, I was, I liked the virtual one a little bit more. Um, but this one was fine. And I do want to just confirm, I'm, thoroughly shocked that this is the last event for the royal family of the week. Um, so I'm going to just make sure that they haven't like added anything because sometimes they do that and it's super frustrating. And then I also want to check. So I just hinted that there will be a state visit. So it's Spain who's doing a out of 
out of Spain visit next week, I think. And I think that might go into the weekend. So maybe that's why they're getting a long weekend this time around. I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, cause it's very not like the Spanish Royal family to not have events on Thursday and or Friday. But yeah. Okay. So they're, their state visit does go into Saturday next week, but I don't know. We'll see what it ends up being. Yeah, there's nothing on the calendar, which is totally fine. Um, so we, that is what was going on in Spain. So now we are going to move on to Sweden. <laughs> In Sweden today, there were two events, but not like a lot of um, context from them, which is something that thoroughly frustrates me with the Swedish royal family. They don't always give a lot of updates on the events that they have, which is really sad. Um, but anyway, so today, Queen Sylvia took part in the um, inauguration of Allergy Lift, uh, which seems to be a... Um, a conference probably focused on, I would say, allergies and, like, awareness of, like, all of that. Um, and then next, Queen Sylvia, Prince Carl Philip, and Princess Sophia took part in a digital meeting uh, with the Swedish Me Media Council. Um, and they were doing an overview of the research pro project Vulnerable on the Internet um, that the Swedish Me Media Council ran. Um, and so this is all about, you know, how children are incredibly vulnerable on online. And then this year, or in the past year of our lives, children have had to be online so much more than is considered normal. Um, and kids spend a ton of time online anyway. But with the pandemic, they have been online even more. Um, and so they're a little more susceptible to not great things that happen in the internet world. Um, and so the Swedish Media Council ran this research project to see what the vulnerabilities are and ways to start addressing that problem. So they were doing an overview of that project. Um, so that is a really cool event um, in general. Like I, I would actually be really interested and I might look into that on my own time because that's something um, kind of pre- what I'm doing now. Um, one of my big topics of interest has always been, I'm a technology buff. I, lo I love technology. I love um, like keeping up to date on technology things. Um, and then because of my past work as a social worker, this was always something that really fascinated me was like teens with and internet usage um, and how that was safe and different ways to make it better. Um, so this is something that I will definitely look into on my own time. Um, but yeah, that is what was go going on in Sweden. That brings us to the end of the episode. My dinner finally just got here after an hour and a half. It's missing the drink. I am very sad. Um, and so with that, I'm going to end this episode and eat dinner. Um, please check out thedailyroyal.com, thedailyroyal on Instagram, 
and like and review this podcast wherever you are listening. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Bye. (laughs)